It's Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's not a happy time, though. Talking about some rough stuff. Talking about murder. But before we get into some murder, I would like to thank our newest Patreon, Gabe Christian. Yikes, it's Gabe on Instagram. Gabe (laughs) Gabe is, I don't know if you know, Brie, but Gabe is actually one of, if not our longest listeners. Yeah. Yeah, he started listening on our second episode. Holy shit. Our second Congrats, e- Gabe. I don't even know how he found us how that early. How did you bear through it that That's long? That's what I'm fucking saying. He found us when we were on SoundCloud. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's fucking insane. That is insane to me to so, hear that we were on like SoundCloud. So thank you. So I know it's weird. To, don't, guys, don't go weird. on SoundCloud to look for episodes because it's like two. Yeah, don't <laughs> so do it. <laughs> we, we got off of there real fast. Um, and I'm not paying like $10 a month just to be on SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So, um, rather pay 15 and get on a bunch of shit. Yeah, exactly. It's fucked. So thank you so much, Gabe. You are awesome. He is in the, the- uh, team Bofum. Bofum. He did not choose Team Caleb or Bree. Actually, no one chose Caleb. Team Caleb or Bree, people just pick both of us. So I guess people just like to you get the best just, of both worlds. They just like to front like they only you like get one of the us. Best you fucking assholes. Of both so without further ado, True Crime Thursday, episode four. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Hello, babes. We are back with another episode of True Crime Thursdays. We are spook Boom. spook. It's Christmas time. Uh, Christmas is what? It's in uh, one week. It's Chrysler. It's in one week, guys. So as a celebration, I have a- Is it a week? It is uh, well, in a week. A week from like this, when this comes out. Tomorrow. It's like a week and a day for oh, us. But okay. Yeah, yeah. One one week and Pretty it's- Pretty much cri- a week. It, Today's almost over. It's so. Chrism. It's Chrism. It's almost Chrism's. So, guys, I have very, very interesting, very fucking terrible, but it's like, I'm surprised I've never heard of this case before. I haven't heard of it either. I haven't even told exactly what it is yet. Well, I kind of did. You told me the name, but that's it. I have, I, this is news to me. The story is fucking ridiculous. This is one of the craziest things I've read in a while. I've read on a lot of, like, true crime, like, like murders and stuff that happened on Christmas Day or, you know, had some th- relevation to Christmas. There, there's, like, always been murders on Christmas. Yeah, they're always, that's terrible. But Asshole. this is fucking insane. Like it's the worst one. This, Yeah, you're right. This honestly might be the worst one, but not only that, it's just the fucking wackiest one. It's the most Chris, not the most Christmas thing in a good way, but it's, well, like, the it's most. wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing, two-man type worse. of wacky. It's oh, it's wor- worse. It's it's that's pretty, more like that's pretty wacky. It's more like wacky waving inflatable arm flailing murder man. Oh, inflatable it's, arm, inflatable gun wailing? Is it guns? Is it? We'll what get is into the, that. What is the weapon of choice? We'll get into that, and right. it's gonna blow your fucking mind. All right. So uh, I think that's pretty much all we have to say right is now. Is one of them um, a Christmas item? Uh, so guys, um, <laughs> great. <laughs> just don't have a good Christmas. Don't massacre people. Yeah. It's not a, not a good thing to do. Massacre. So today we are talking, uh, by the way, this is this is one of my cases. I, you probably already know that yeah. but for me saying that a minute ago, but just to be clear. It's Caleb's ro- uh, radio show. I almost said rodeo show. Rodeo. This is my rodeo. <laughs> what are you talking Are you acting like this isn't not my rodeo? Not his first rodeo, you guys. <laughs> this, is, this is not my first. <laughs> ah, so <laughs> I need to get some new actual like not preset noises for that. <laughs> No, I like them. Leave yeah. a few of them. I'll leave a few of the them. The applause and the brumts. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to find like a better brumts. That's a pretty good brumts. It's a pretty good brumts, but I'm going to get a better brumts. 
Make it go. Okay, uh, guys. Dude, you gotta get guns. You have oh, to. Oh, I want to get like lasers and stuff too. Like lasers <laughs> would be dope. cool. And just like aliens like screaming. Oh god. I don't know what that sounds We're like, but <laughs> oh, I should just get like the fourth kind alien noises. Oh my god. Oh, that'd be awesome. Allie is definitely never gonna listen now. She doesn't anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, if she ever was, she won't now. Uh, we are referring to our best friend who does not listen to our podcast. No, nope, she doesn't. <laughs> okay, Fake guys. Ass. So let's get into this. I'm talking about the Covina Massacre, and this was facilitated by 45-year-old Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, who I'm going to refer to as Pardo pretty much the whole episode. Pardo. Yeah, fucking douche-do. Portillo. So he dressed in a Santa suit during this massacre. Yikes. The event occurred on December 24th, 2008 in Covina, a city in the suburbs of Los Angeles, California, which is literally, this is 45 minutes away yeah, from us. it's not. I literally went to Covina like a few months ago. Yeah. It's, no, like six months ago. Yeah, it's not far from us at all. It's very nope. close, which still baffles me that I haven't heard of this at all. It happened uh, what, 11 years ago. Well, yeah. clo- about 12 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. no, no, it's December. Eleven, December. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like exactly like eleven years ago. Yeah. Two... No, not to this day. It's not the twenty fourth. I am lost. So anyway, in co- <laughs> show's over. Yeah. So nine people were killed from either gunshot wounds or burned to death inside of a house where a Christmas Eve party was being held by his um, ex wife Sylvia Ortega Pardo, oh, wow. of whom their divorce was finalized on December eighteenth of this year. Not this year, but that year. that year. So. Pardo was raised in Los Angeles. He was a very smart man who studied computer science and got a job as a software engineer. He wasn't the greatest employee. Um, apparently, he was into, like, computer hacking, and he would, like, gather confidential information from, like, someone to do something. <laughs> what? The point being, he was sketchy. I don't know. It sounds like some weird government shit, but what I- What the hell? I don't fucking know. I don't know. understand it's- why people do that. Like, why do you need people's personal information? I I don't know. I think this was identity. I think this was like this wasn't like just people. I think this was like government government information. Yeah, it's like some weird fucking shit. Maybe he knew something we didn't. Maybe, but I don't know. Spoiler alert: he's dead. Um, so (laughs) I don't think he knows much. He was previously (laughs) engaged to a woman named uh, Delia, or no, I think it's Delia, in um, 1989. But basically, he was a bumfuck and couldn't afford to pay for the wedding, so she paid for literally, like, all of it. But get this. On the day of the wedding, Pardo withdrew $3,500 from their joint bank account, and he left Delia at the altar to go and take a vacation on his own. Oh, my And just left, fuck. like, all the family and everything there just, like, waiting for him. Jesus Christ, dude. Yep. What was, like, what was he doing at the time? Like, where was he working? Um, He was working as, like, a software engineer. Oh, okay. Like, like you she know, must doing, have like, had, like, money or shit. something. Yeah, so, well, like, the thing is, Maybe like... her he, family was The thing is, he should have had money, but yeah. he was such an asshole employee and just a shitty employee. Like, he was late all the time. Like I said, he was just, like, hacking shit and doing, like, sketchy stuff all the time. Mm. So, like... He got fucking fired, like, from many All jobs because he's a fucking idiot. Continuously fired. Yeah, so he started off his uh, wonderful life by abandoning his fiance at the altar mm. and stealing her money to go on a vacation. What a guy. And that was, like, their um, that was like their honeymoon money. They were supposed to go to, like, Hawaii or something. He didn't even go to Hawaii. I can't remember where he went, but he went just somewhere else. What the fuck? Yeah, fucking asshole. He took his own honeymoon. That's ridiculous. Have fun jacking off the whole time. I know. So now, in 2001, he is dating a woman named Eleanor, and they had a child named Matthew together. Mm. One day, while Eleanor was at work, Pardo was not paying attention to his child, who, by the way, was 13 months, year, or 13 months old at this time, and Matthew fell inside of their outdoor pool, and he actually didn't drown. He was taken out, but he was, and uh, during this time, uh, literally, like, Pardo was just watching TV. Are you serious? Yeah, he was just sitting on his couch Fucking watching TV. Fucking dad of the like, year. Yeah, great guy. 
Um, so he didn't drown, but he was rushed to the hospital, and he was heavily, heavily disabled after this. Oh, no, like he had for, brain damage. Yeah, like for the rest of his life. Um, oh, poor baby. They had to spend like tons of money for like medical bills and all that, and uh, Pardo didn't really help with too much of it. He did of what course. he helped with like what the court ordered him to help with, mm-hmm. and then he um, he couldn't stand the idea of having a disabled child, so he abandoned his family yet again. Jesus Christ! And he never like talked to the wife again. He never sent money to them or anything. He didn't do any of that. Um, but what he did do is that he still claimed Matthew as a dependent for tax purposes. Of course he did. Yeah, like of literally, like course he did. until his death. So, great fucking guy. Stand up guy. Give him a fucking applause, you fucking piece of shit. You're a a fucking asshole. You fucking suck, dude. So, a few years later, Pardo met Sylvia, and they were wed in January of 2006. They started to grow apart for many reasons. Um, I'm sure, first off, because he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. How do you, like, I'm sorry, but how do you get with a guy who abandoned his entire family? Okay. Not only his family, but his disabled son. So we'll get into this. She did not know about that. Oh, okay. He kept a lot of his past life just... He classic. Kept, yeah, he kept Fucking it away from classic. everyone. He didn't tell like anyone about this, except for Jesus people who Christ. were like close to him that already knew about it. He didn't tell anyone about this. So he also refused to open a joint account with her and um, expected her to cover like all, like, all of her three children's expenses solely with her own finances. And... Um, and he made about uh, like 120,000 a year at this oh point. Oh my god. And they lived It's just a cheap fuck. Yeah, and they lived in a really nice house. They lived in like a $500,000 house. Um god they, damn. And uh, yeah, like he had fucking money. He was a, So she had 3 of her own kids. 3 of her own kids. Okay. Um yeah, one from a previous relationship and then two from a previous marriage. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's like but he's a fucking software engineer. Like yeah. he was a smart dude. So he was a, he made money and he was able to fucking provide. Yeah, to provide, but he just he didn't. didn't. He was an asshole. So another key point is that, um, and this is what I was about to talk about right now, Pardo's mother loves Sylvia. And many have said that she actually brought her son's shortcomings to the attention of Sylvia, i.e. abandoning his family and his son. And when Sylvia found out about this, she was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't even know this guy, like, at all. Like, he's fucking lying to me about everything. That's, like, that's scary in its own, like marrying somebody and then like finding out all this like secret life shit like oh yeah that's if, fucking terrifying if dude. I was, if i got married to someone and then i found out that they almost let their son fucking drown and then divorce. they abandoned them divorce like that not yeah oh, yeah that for the first yeah divorce but that's fucking nerve-wracking yeah that's no, terrifying that's, it's it's scary finding out just like any like small secret that your significant other hides but like something especially when it's this, that big yeah this isn't like a fucking small secret dude this is fucking like this is a family that you left behind, dude. Yeah, one of two families he left behind. Left a woman oh at the God. altar and then fucking oh, yeah. almost drowned his son and then just ditched them. Like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Red flags, like, red he, flags. Can you imagine the audacity of not wanting to care for your disabled child? Not only that, it was your but fault. <laughs> after you were the fucking cause of it? Yeah. Like, you're exactly. such oh a- Oh, my God, dude. You are such a piece of shit, dude. Oh, so, God, this uh, sounds- Familiar. Yeah, so, yeah, it does. So, <laughs> obviously, after this, their marriage started to fizzle. And Sylvia Pardo, Fizzle, fazzle. yeah, she Sylvia Pardo brought in about uh, thirty one thousand dollars a year from um, her job at a flower breeding company in El Monte, and um, okay. she had a five year old daughter from the previous relationship, and uh, the two other children that I said before, and she also brought like all the furniture to their new house. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like she wasn't doing anything. Like he, you know, she didn't make a ton of money, but it's like she, she was, was trying. Yeah, she was doing what she could. Yeah, and I mean, like thirty one thousand a year, like yeah, it's not like his like a hundred twenty two thousand, but it's like that's still a decent amount of money. It's not it, like. And yeah, especially for having like three kids, like yeah. it's not 
too bad. You're not and living not lavish, but I mean, you're providing for you're your children. Do, yeah, you're doing it. You're yeah. doing the damn thing. And you're At doing. This, she sounds like a single mother. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely. He's not even fucking helping. The no, slightest. he's not. She's married, but she's a single mother because he's not doing shit. They can't share money. That he won't spend any of his own money on her. But they do have a fucking savings account, which this I'll get like to right totally now. Totally fucking money driven. Yeah. So right now he was he wasn't a software um, fucking engineer anymore, but he was an electrical engineer at a uh, ITT Electronic Systems mm-hmm. and uh, Van Nuys. And is Van Nuys. Van Nuys. I was just gonna ask Van, you if that's a Van. Nice. Okay, yeah. I've been calling but you that can just like say Van Nice. I've been calling that like Nuys for like ever, and yeah. I know that's not right. I've never pronounced that right. Yeah. I've lived next to it forever, but oh my god, whatever. I hate, I hate that fucking city, dude. Oh, it's a shit city. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're from there, but Jesus, that your, that place. Your sucks. town sucks. So my town sucks too, but I your town also town. sucks. It's so washed up, and all my friends don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't think that was the right noise for that. I don't think it was either. It's okay. Is that better? I, it still sounds like birds, not crickets. Yeah, it, it, this does not sound like crickets at all. It's the worst it, cricket noise birds. ever. <laughs> this is literally birdemic. So, like, I, I don't know what's going on. Birdemic button. So, um, yeah, together, the couple saved around $88,000 in the span of two years. Nice. So that's what's really fucking irritating. Like, he has a savings account with her, but he won't, and he'll save all that money, but he won't provide for the children at all. And, and like, so much money, dude. Dude, in like two years. I can't save $8 to last a week, dude. Like, I, I have $2 in my account and $4 in my savings I account. I don't even want to look so, at my account, dude. And my credit card is maxed. My credit cards are maxed out. <laughs> so, oh, my God. This guy, is, this guy is doing doing a little better, but he's still a fucking asshole. Yeah. So, by December 2007, Sylvia Pardo was sleeping in another room and spending weekends with her parents, according to court papers. And two months later, she told him that she wanted a divorce. Mm-hmm. She filed court papers asking for attorney's Fees and $3,166 in monthly spousal support. God damn. She claimed that that's a lot of fucking money. That you know is. What? He's making $120,000 a year. He fuck can him. fucking afford yeah, it. fuck him. So she claimed her husband had drawn their $88,500 savings to just $17,000 in two months. Oh my God. Yeah. Where did this go? I don't fucking, he was very bad, yeah, actually, I do kind of know, he was very bad on money, because later, like, when the court proceedings were going on and shit, he was pretty much saying, like, oh, I can't afford to give her this money, because I have uh, all of the, he pretty much said he had, like, uh, it was around $9,000, I don't know the exact number, but it was, like, $9,000 and just, like, monthly fees for, like, whatever the fuck he was, like, doing, like, just dumb business propositions and shit like that, and then he also, like, it wasn't just that, he had, like, $3,000 in, like, back taxes that he couldn't, like, afford to pay every month, too, so it was, like, $12,000 he had going out, and he had, like, $31,000 $31,000 in debt, which I can't complain because that's my debt. But um, <laughs> yeah, we both make bad decisions, but I don't kill people. So yeah, there's so, a difference. Yeah, there's, there's a, a bit, line. I just make bad decisions <laughs> that affect me and not my wife. So and my disabled son. <laughs> don't have either of those. So <laughs> at, least, at least I got that going for me. So yeah, he's, he's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he sucks ass. So in you June, can suck my entire balls. Oh, so in June of 2008, Pardo had been ordered by the court to pay 17.85 a month in spousal support, which he was not too happy about. Um, Pardo confided in a friend about this and was quoted saying, "She's taking me to the cleaners." <laughs> I think you took your mutual savings to the cleaners, and yeah. I think you deserve every bit of what's happening. You <laughs> fucking dick. Fucking dumbass. She's taking me to the cleaners. Dude, this guy's. Who an even awesome. says that? Pardo. <laughs> 
Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Sorry. Oh, his name is Bruce. I don't know why I thought his name was Michael for the longest time. Oh, same thing. So one, <laughs> one month after this, Pardo was fired from his job for billing false hours, and the court suspended his payments. Because of this, he was required to pay Sylvia $10,000 as a part of the divorce settlement, mm-hmm. and Sylvia kept the wedding ring and the family dog, and he wasn't nice. too happy about that either, which I don't see why he even cares, because it doesn't seem like he cares about anything. Yeah, I mean... So in a court declaration, Pardo complained that Sylvia was living with her parents and not paying rent, and had bought a luxury car, took gambling trips to Vegas, ate meals at fine restaurants, got massages, and took golf lessons with the money. Uh, and letter, it's like, dude. Yeah, and it's, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. The fuck you left your the fucking fuck wife, you left your fiance at the altar and took your own vacation. Yeah, and then that's with this girl, and then with biggest this- biggest dick move ever. Yeah, and then with this wife, you drained her savings, so uh, she can use that money on she whatever the fuck it. Yeah. she wants. She earned it, bud. You literally took her money. Like you took all, like all of it. Oh my god! I oh my god! This guy's dude. just a whiny little bitch, honestly. Yeah. So now that we've covered his background and motive, we're gonna start getting into the fateful night of December twenty fourth, or as some of us know it as Christmas Eve. Yeah. And this was Christmas yeah. Eve of two thousand eight. At eleven thirty p.m., Pardo dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He knocked on the door of his former in laws' house, um, which was occupied with about two dozen people. They were having a Christmas Eve party. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a gift wrap package in one hand and a handgun in the other. He also had three additional handguns inside of his Santa suit. Pardo knocked on the door and was greeted by... uh, I'm going to give you guys a quick little trigger warning. This is about a child. Okay. So Pardo knocked on the door and was greeted by an eight-year-old girl who he immediately shot in the face. Oh, my God. He then started to open fire on the party, spraying randomly, but then he is also speculated to have even murdered some of his victims' execution style, standing right over them as he shot them. Oh, my God. After he decided that he was done shooting, Pardo unwrapped the package, this gift package that he had in his other hand. Mm Mm-hmm. It had a fucking homemade flamethrower inside of it. Oh, my God. Like, I'm talking a legit fucking, like, two-foot-tall, like, roughly, like, flamethrower. Oh, my God, dude. He uses flamethrower um, to spray racing fuel gasoline all over. Like, he, it was literally a homemade one. Like, he put fucking racing fuel in it. Yeah. Like, and if you guys don't know, racing that fuel, should, yeah. that... It's very combustible, yeah. very fucking dangerous. That's why so, race cars fucking just blow up. Yeah, exactly. And he set the home ablaze. Nine people died from either gunfire or flames, and three others were wounded. There was one survivor who actually called the authorities during the attack and escaped over to the neighbor's house. And um, I am actually going to play a phone call from this. And be aware, guys, this phone call is it's chilling, to say the least. Like It is really fucking chilling. So I'm going to play this for, it's about a minute long, so let's listen to this. The caller identifies herself as Letitia and says the gunman is her ex-brother-in-law, Bruce Pardot. When he shot, I heard the shots and we still were like poppers and I wasn't sure what it was. So we all, everyone started panicking and running. So we all dove under the gun. Some of us dove, some of us left. I don't know. Letitia and her wounded eight-year-old daughter fled to a neighbor's home and called for help. My daughter has been shot. She was shot in the face on the side and she's bleeding. I know, I, I let the officers know. The officers are making sure it's safe for the paramedics. I need a bandage, please. Her daughter is one of three injured survivors. Please come immediately. What are they immediately. Just this afternoon, police named the nine people believed killed. They include Pardo's ex-wife, her parents, her sister, her two brothers and their wives, and her nephew. 
The victims were so badly burned, they will have to be identified by dental records. I don't know who else is alive. I know, I know, ma'am. Just stay on the phone with me, okay? I lost family. There's 30 people, 25 people. I know, I know. So that was a phone call, and I'm sorry that I had to play that, but I do feel like it needed to be heard. Yeah. But it's really fucking rough. So initially, firefighters weren't even allowed inside of the premises due to the ongoing gunfire, quote-unquote, but that was later revealed to most likely be um, from the ammunition exploding inside of the fire. Yeah. So like pretty much like while the firefighters were outside, they were like, I don't think we can go. They thought he was still shooting inside. Yeah. They thought that he was still shooting inside with the fucking fire going on and people screaming and running out and everything. Holy shit. Dude. And during this whole time, like literally this was in a quiet little neighborhood uh-huh. and you just see people screaming and running out and like you hear fire gun and fire gunshots. and fire and everything that is insane dude. and before this like literally before he came in it was just cheery like christmas stuff like yeah it was, was a hap- fucking it was yeah. a party there's festivities yeah it's fucking crazy and um the resulting fire soared approximately 40 to 50 feet and took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to extinguish oh my god they dude. finally extinguished the fire by 1 30 a.m due to the Jesus. intensity of the fire the identification of the victims had been done by referencing dental and medical records mm-hmm. because they were so badly burned. Um, after the attack, Pardo removed his Santa suit, he put on his street clothes, and he drove his Dodge Caliber rental car to his brother's house in uh, Silmar, I think that's pronounced. Do you know where Silmar is? Uh, no. It's probably about, LA County somewhere. It's about 30 miles away from um, Covina. Oh, oh wow. So I, I'm not familiar with the city, far. but yeah, yeah, he drove for a while. So um, he drove away from the crime scene, and Pardo actually intended to flee to possibly Canada by plane as he bought an airline ticket to a flight on Air Canada. Mm. But this was actually, this is, this part's kind of weird. Um, it was actually discovered that the flight was from Los Angeles to Moline, Illinois, and uh, had a layover in Minnesota. So I, I couldn't find exactly, like, I think he bought two tickets. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. Maybe to c- throw him off or something? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. He yeah. was trying to, like, cover his tracks and go somewhere else. So. Yeah. He called days before to tell his high school friend that he was planning to visit, but investigators are unsure, you know, if he intended to go on the flight or just to fool the, the investigators. Yeah. And this was a friend that he had visited before in, like, October of 2008, so they mm. were still, like, pretty recent friends. Okay. Um, this plan didn't go through, though, because Pardo was suffering from severe third-degree burns on his arms stemming from the blaze. Yeah. His Santa suit had actually melted into his flesh. Oh, my fuck. Like, it fucking got burned to shit and, like... M- Merged with him pretty yeah. much. Um, he and morphed. He was one with the Santa suit. Yep. And I have some information from his autopsy port report that I would actually like to read real quick. So his autopsy report says that there are two yellow slash orange uh, pre-mortem lesions below the left eye measuring um, one eighth of an inch and one fourth of an inch. There was a two and a half inch burn on the posterior right neck with multiple other adjacent areas of denuded skin over a one inch area. There were multiple areas of burns, puncture lees, or puncture, 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 no, P-U-N-C-T-A-T-E. Puncture, punctuate, punctuate. I don't know what that means. Me neither. (laughs) Punctuate lesions and skin slippage over about 40% of the left forearm, hand, and fingers. The majority of the lesions appear to be second to third degree thermal burns, and there are similar... There are similar smaller lesions um, up to one inch long up to the back and front of the right hand as well as the thumb and second through fourth fingers. This guy burned the fuck out of himself, and yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, glad. fucking idiot. Yeah, he's I hope so... It, I hope it fucking hurt. Dude, he's dumb. He got a... I'm sure it was because he had a homemade flamethrower. It was probably just spewing fire everywhere. Yeah. Like, it probably wasn't even in, like, a general direction. Yeah, no, it was probably just... 
fucking blowing up everywhere. Yeah, so, and I mean, you use fucking racing fuel. Like, yeah, it's it was probably still on him, too. He's such a dumbass. So fucking stupid, dude. I really hate this guy. So, Pardo abandoned his initial plan, and he committed suicide with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Like, right, I think it was in his brother's house. Wow. It was either, like, in his brother's house or, like, near his brother's house. Um, police said that after the massacre, they found a longer hit list and that Pardo planned to also kill his mother and his ex-wife's divorce attorney. And his mother was actually supposed to be at this party. And that is why he chose this time to do it. It just happened that his mother got ill that night and didn't go to the party. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So he was never able to complete this plan as he committed suicide before he could go through with the murders because he fucked himself over and he probably was just in so much pain that he just gave up. I'm sure he wasn't able. I'm sure he still wanted to go on the plane and just flee mm-hmm. or something, but I don't think he was physically yeah, able to at that point. I don't like think either. so. If you have third degree burns, dude, and you're not even, fucked. And not even just the pain, I'm sure he would have caused attention yeah. at the airport. Like, oh, definitely, looking like yeah. That. Like, I'm sure he looked like fucking shit. Yeah. So police found $17,000. Is that sound familiar? Yeah. The 17000 left from his savings. In cash, cling wrapped onto his legs, which was actually inside of his Santa suit, like during the massacre. <laughs> he planned on just like escaping with like everything on his body. Um, his rental car that had been parked one block from his brother's house, um, which, <laughs> this is so fucking weird. He left his Santa suit inside of the car, mm-hmm. and he rigged it with explosives. Was he going to, like, blow himself up? No. This was so that if anyone found the rental car and tried to move the suit, it would blow them up. Holy shit. Yeah. This guy planned out so much of this in grave fucking detail. He literally left the Santa suit in there, kind of just like, you know, if you see it, you're probably going to go for it, and you're going to die. What the fuck? So how did they, like, get it out? Well, pretty much a bomb squad fired a device into it, destroying and burning it. They okay. they exploded the car on their own. Oh, okay. They just, like, did a controlled burn, like, blew it That's, up. That's, dude, honestly, like, I don't know how they detected the bombs. Maybe they had, like, you know, like, I uh, think bomb-sniffing they, dogs th- or something around there. I was just going to say something, like, like that. Like, they probably had, like, some type of, like, a thing that, like, detects bombs, but, like... The amount, the braveness you have to have to be fucking bomb squad, dude. Yeah. Like, that shit is so terrifying to me, dude. Oh, yeah, those people are fucking heroes. Yeah, dude, 100 fucking percent. And it's so fucking crazy that, like, one fucking wrong snip of a cord or one fucking wrong move, dude, you're done. Yeah. You're fucking done. That's terrifying. Yeah. That is so fucking terrifying. It's fucking insane. Insane. So at Pardo's house in Montrose, police had recovered five empty boxes for semi-automatic handguns, two shotguns, and a container for high-octane fuel, which he used for his homemade mm-hmm. flamethrower. And you can actually find all of these pictures online on a, on a place called uh, Murderpedia. Mm-hmm. You can find oh, it. yeah, I've, I've been on there. Yeah, that's you can where go... I got all my information for the last oh, it's it's a that's where I it's found amazing, like, pretty dude. much all the information for this. It, they yeah. post like full articles and stuff, yep. like pretty much like articles, and they'll date all of them from uh-huh. when they came out. It's like step, it's, it's like it's fucking like piece by piece. Great fucking website. It's a really good website. If you guys like need to research anyone or like if you wonder where we research a lot of our stuff, it's from mm-hmm. there. Um, so you can actually find a lot of those pictures of like him, of the house, of the fucking homemade flamethrower, which is insane looking, and the fucking high octane gas tank that he had just sitting in his house. Fuck. Um, the two story house was so severely burned that it fell down to the first floor, and the neighborhood reeked of smoke for days. Oh my god! When the police investigated the crime scene, burned Christmas lights were still hanging, and some were still twinkling oh, while they were man. going in and out of the house, which I just think is that's. So sad, dude. It gives me chills down my spine. It's so fucking sad. Like, that is... That's just fucking terrible. 
Um, so we're going to get into the victims. The victims were as follow. Sylvia Ortego Pardo, which was Bruce Jeffrey Pardo's ex-wife. She was 43 years old. Alicia Ortega, which was uh, Sylvia Pardo's mother. She was 70 years old. Aww. Joseph Ortega, Sylvia Pardo's father, 80 years old. Charles Ortega, who was 49. That was Sylvia's brother. Sherry Ortega, who was Charles Ortega's wife. She was 45 years old. James Ortega, Sylvia Pardo's brother, another brother, um, was 51 years old. Teresa Ortega, James Ortega's wife, was 52 years old. Alicia Ortega Ortiz was Sylvia Pardo's sister, 46 years old. And Michael Ortiz, who was Alicia Ortiz's son, only 17 years old. Oh, man. Yeah. Really fucking terrible. Um, I am going to bring you guys up a little bit, though. Like, just the little bit that we have from this case. (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, he's dead. I'm glad that we didn't have to go through any. He's a fucking coward. Yeah, 100%. he is a fucking he, coward. He's a little fucking bitch for killing himself after doing something this horrendous. You should have just killed yourself to begin with, you fucking asshole. Yeah. But- um, Fucking nine people would have still had their lives. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. An entire family. Yeah. Like, a fucking family. And ha- a Christmas, too. Like, yeah. on fucking Christmas, you, you, you piece of shit. You ruined fucking Christmas. You literally seriously. did, dude. You for ruined, an entire not, family. Not and, just, like, and not only that, that day or for the neighbors, but- Forever. Forever, dude. Christmas will never be the same. No. It Never. is a constant reminder of what this fucking asshole did and how many lives he ruined. And, dude, people like this are, like, glad that they did that. Yeah. Like, they're glad that they scarred this this whole yep. entire fucking day for everybody. Yep. And it's just, it's fucking terrible. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he killed himself because I'm glad we didn't have to deal with, like, some bullshit court proceedings mm-hmm. where he might be able to see the light of day again because no, fuck the that. court system's fucked. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Especially possible. Especially in California, dude. If he suffered, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd prefer that. But we don't know that that would have happened. So, I mean, for what it is, I am glad that he is dead. I'm very glad that this man isn't still walking around. The world's but, a better place without him. But there's a little more good news out of this. The eight-year-old girl that was shot in the face, she lived. Fuck yeah. She lived. Uh, what, like, uh, because in the um, news report, it said that she was shot on the side of the face. Yeah. So, like, I wonder if she's, like, okay now if her face was kind of messed up. I mean, yeah, she um, she was shot on the face with severe but thankfully non-life-threatening injuries. But, I mean, she's she's never going to be the same again, both mentally trauma, and physically. Yeah. Mentally and physically, her honestly. Her and her mom, like, dude. My God. It's fucking terrible. So, um, as for injuries, there was another 16-year-old girl who was shot and wounded in the back. Mm-hmm. A 20-year-old woman who had suffered a broken ankle because she actually jumped out of the second floor window while all of this was happening. Mm-hmm. And over a... This this part isn't happy. I mean, I gave you some happy, now back to some bad. Back to bad. Over a dozen children were orphaned because of this asshole. Oh, fuck. They will never see their parents again. They have to live their lives, are living their lives, knowing what this fucking asshole did. That fucking pisses me off so fucking bad, dude. So we're gonna end on a on one more little good note. Um, Bruce Pardo's mother, Nancy Windsor. Um, I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. It's W I N D S O R. Um, she made sure that every single cent of money that Bruce Pardo had, including money that he obtained that they obtained from like all their assets, and everything, it went all to her former daughter and former daughter-in-law's children. Okay. So it went good. to all of Sylvia's living children. That's good, but still nothing. You know, nothing can replace their mom. No, it can't. But at least it, Nancy Windsor, she she is the gem in this story. Yeah. She she let, you know, Sylvia know from the very beginning that her son was not a good person. Yeah. She cared about that family genuinely. It's not 
it's really upsetting what happened it's just after all of this. It, it wasn't her fault whatsoever. I mean, no. she only tried to do good from the very beginning. Yeah. And I think she was a great mother, very standard yeah. person. She's a hero in the story. I was going to say, like, a, her, the firefighters. And all these, like, in these stories, not all, it's not all the parents' fault. No, no, not like, at all. Not all the time. Most of the time it is, but yeah. not all the time. Yeah. yeah. So this was a very, very tragic Christmas story. It's very sad. fucking insane. I can't believe I've never heard of this before. Me either, dude. Like, what the whatsoever. Fuck? It's insane. That was the year that Noah was born, too. Yeah. I was in Noah sixth being grade. Uh, Bree's nephew. Oh yeah, my nephew. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's fucking insane. Um, Bruce Pardo, I I know if if there's a hell, you're in it. You're fucking rotting in it. Yeah. I hope you are burning hope, in it yeah. every day. I, I hope was it's, just gonna I say hope that. it's worse than your third degree burns before you took yourself out of this world like a fucking pussy. Because I hope no, dude. I hope he fucking. Burns to death every day and then has to get shot in the head every single fucking day. I hope he gets if shot he in the head in hell, and lives every day. Yeah. Like, I, uh, God, I hope he's fucking suffering. You ruined Christmas. Out of all fucking things, dude, Christmas will never be the same for the, for those people. Yeah. I mean, like, if you did this any other day, you're still just a piece of a, sh- just yeah. as big of a piece of shit. But just the fact that you had to take that extra step and to be a on- bigger piece of well, shit. Not only that, dude, like, not only did he do this on Christmas, dude. He dressed as Santa Claus. He was, Santa Claus is- His intentions were to destroy lives. Yeah, and you know what? And even if you think about the logistics of this, Santa Claus is a beacon of hope for children. Mm-hmm. This eight-year-old girl, if you think about what she was going through- Ah, uh, dude, she, my heart just fucking sunk. You know for a fact, she opened the door and she was excited. Because she actually, like, it. I read that when she opened the door, she ran over in excitement. Mm. Because, you know, it's, it's it's Santa. It's Christmas Eve and Santa's at your door, yeah, dude. it's Santa. Like, that's a great moment for a child. And now, you know, not not only did she have to find out, you know, Santa's not real in this moment, she found out that Santa came and fucking murdered a ton of her loved ones and tried to kill her. It's I, just, I have no fucking words for this piece of shit. No fucking words. It's just fucking terrible. You are... It's so traumatic. I feel so bad for everyone involved in this. I feel so bad for that little girl. I mean, her life, um, it's never going to be the same. I hope she's doing okay now, though. Yeah, I, I really hope so, too. She's, let's see, this is 11, so she's 19 now. She's 19. She's yeah. an adult. Yeah. yeah. I, hope, I hope you're doing okay. If you listen to this, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, that's God, it's terrible. So yeah, I guess I said we're ending that on a high note, but I guess I got sad again, <laughs> so we didn't. But it's that, a fucking sad case, dude. Yeah, but that is the case of the Covina massacre, J- Bruce Jeffrey fucking shit doe. Yeah. And yeah, um, guys, don't do anything like this on Christmas. Just be happy, be with your family, give them good gifts, eat some, eat turkey on Christmas. I don't know ham. what people eat. It's ham. Ham. It's a Christmas ham, bud. Eat some ham, guys. Eat some don't. ham. Eat some tamales. Tamales are good. Love tamales. I like those. <laughs> oh, so, God, dude. <laughs> without further ado, that is the end of True Crime Thursdays, episode four. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, I would like to say this was a ton of fun, but it was not. It was, <laughs> I mean, like, it's in- it's always interesting hearing about this shit, but it's, it's never, like, it's never it never ha- makes you not, happy. No, it's, it's <laughs> like, never a happy thing. It's always, like, and it's weird how, like, this works. Like, everybody likes hearing, well our listeners like hearing about like 
gory and like fucked up shit, but at the same time, like it does bring you down. But it's just it's just a it's just a human thing. With, it, you know, it like really with is. People that are into true crime, you know, it's like you you could choose to be ignorant. It's to like it, one of those I can, can't watch, but I have to look. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you could choose to be ignorant to it, or you could choose to know that yeah. these things happen. You know, this it's fucking, fucking real, and this you happened know, fucking forty five minutes away from us. Yeah, and you know. We, you got to fucking educate yourself on this stuff because it's like, it's fucking real. This is something that, this is like literally not, not, not to a T, but this is like the fucking synopsis of Silent Night, Deadly Night to a certain extent. Oh yeah, dude. Not exactly. Not exactly, but I mean. Because it's a little different. It's very similar. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fucking Santa Claus killing people. Like it's, it's fucking. That is horrifying. Mickey Rooney would have protested this event <laughs> so fucking hard. He would have. It's fucking ridiculous. So anyway, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, this was episode four. If you want to find us on Patreon and donate some money to us, which we do money, appreciate money, money, a ton, like money. more than anything, all of our donates are awesome. We reached triple digits a little while ago, hey. and we're almost at like 20 Patreons now, and that's fucking awesome. I thank that's all of you. Dope. I thank all of you guys so much. We appreciate you more than anything. We could not do this without you. We could not do a lot of the financial things that we do without you guys. You guys are the bee's knees. Well, realistically, I would do it anyway because I. Caleb has no regards for his own self. I don't, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I do like to give you guys cool stuff. So I spend a ridiculous amount of money on uh, (laughs) stuff for you guys. (laughs) So if you want to help me get some of that money back, Patreon.com/slash/horrorsoup. If you would like to give us a rating, which we do appreciate a ton, it helps. People find us like anywhere. Yeah. It helps us we get like a little higher in like ratings and iTunes. It helps people get like see us on like the suggested and like to listen to, blah, 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 blah. The um, randomest idea just popped in my head. What is that? I will tell you after this. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you guys do rate us five stars and you also choose to review us on iTunes, like leave an actual worded review, send a little screenshot of that to me over at horsesoup at yahoo.com and make the title uh, sticker. Or a review, something like that, and I will send. I will send you two stickers. Two stickers. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Horse Podcast. If and that is where we are most active. Yeah. Um, if you want to find <laughs> us on Facebook, where I am least active, um, it is also at Horse Podcast. I, I check it, but I mean, just go ahead, and give it a little like. We go on it, but give you know, little, yeah, give little, it a little, give it a little like. I post some stuff. A little, a little. There yeah. we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> if you want to find us on Letterboxd, where we review movies, or mainly I review movies, Bree's getting on it. I'm trying. You know what? I think the last movie I watched, I did, I did rate it. On there. I, I appreciate that. I haven't watched a movie in a long <laughs> fucking time, dude. That's you rough. know, we're watching Die Hard tonight, so we are watching Die Hard. We Good. are Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. So Happy if you want to find us, if you want to find us on Letterbox, I'm at Horse Soup Caleb. Bree is at Horse Soup Bree. Yeah. And finally, I would always like to plug my other podcast, Floor Popcorn Next Level Opinions. Yes. We are douches. <laughs> yes, our opinions are next level. <laughs> so if you want to find a, just a whole like general movie reviews, you know, we do horror movies and true crime here. Me and my mm-hmm. buddy Roland, we just cover movies in general. Last Ooh. movie we did was Mac and Me, the greatest McDonald's movie of all time. <laughs> I drank many Coca-Colas and ate many Skittles after that nice. episode. So if you want to find us, you can find us uh, on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Not anything else at the moment because uh, just haven't thought about it. <laughs> so, I would have gotten around. Cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> so thank you guys. And I bid you do. Ha ha! Ha ha!